Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to the We Shall Not Sleep podcast. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Shout out to all the listeners, the tens of listeners out there. Uh, in particular, one of the listeners, I'm going to give you a shout out, Adam Deckard, D Group member, been on the podcast before. He's pastor out in Colorado for the Church of Nazarene. Um, thank you for the feedback on last week's episode. It just warms my heart. I said it last week, though, too, during during the show that if it's just for one person, that's what I do it for. And, you know, that just made my whole week. And so thank you uh, to to Adam um, and his uh, commitment to, to the podcast and the show. And just for anyone uh, else who might be listening, I sincerely appreciate your followership. Uh, connect with us on all the podcasting platforms. You know what they are. Uh, again, shout out to SoundCloud that hosts this and our YouTube channel where you can find these full episodes as well. Um, I, I want to share just a story. So by the time you're hearing this, it was in the weekend. I got to do some really cool things. I, I went to uh, one of my supervisors at work. Uh, his daughter had a graduation party. And I went to that after work on Friday. And it was just a blast. It, it was a great night. There were hardly any bugs out. I mean, it was outside in um, a rural area. So you expect, you know, in June, the bugs to be really bad. But the weather was cool. Uh, we with the rain uh, held off. Uh, the food was amazing. Great times. Played uh, cornhole, or if you're from Indiana or Illinois, bags. If you know that game, where you just toss those little bean bags at at those uh, little platforms. Uh, a lot of fun. I was able to connect with a lot of my coworkers, and uh, it was just one of those good times. Of course, it brings back a lot of memories uh, for those people that graduated class in 2012. Shout out to you, millennials. Uh, as us, we're all 27, 28, or 29. And uh, this is our 10-year anniversary. And, you know, I had, I, I had that memory. And then on the Sunday, uh, with God's permission, I skipped church and had a day off. I went golfing uh, with uh, a lot of members of my graduating class. It was kind of like a, a goodbye to a one couple who's going to be leaving the area. They're moving away. And as well as a little mini class reunion in just what a blessing it is. And, you know, as, as I've become more nostalgic in this last couple of weeks, because, you know, even subconsciously, I found myself kind of reflecting over my life. And a lot of that is simply due to the fact that, yeah, we, we have been out of high school 10 years and a lot has changed in the last decade. And, you know, being able to, to look and, and view that lens through somebody who just graduated and then meeting up with other other classmates from 10 years ago. It's quite special. And the, this last uh, couple of weeks, um, I, I'll just tell you, has been really bad for the most part. Um, it, not because, you know, uh, you choose bad. There's just been a lot of sadness, a lot of sadness. And um, it, it's one of those things that when you go through the, the bad times, you know, those roller coasters of life, uh, it's being able to, to look at the good things and, and being very thankful for them. And I'm reminded of a song, and I'm reminded of a time that both Adam, if you're listening again, shout out to you, and uh, Curtis, who is a D group member, um, and that it is. There was a time ten years ago uh, this fall in August of 2012. I went off to to Olivet Nazarene University. I, I went away from home. And I went to band camp. Now, that sounds really bizarre. It sounds like I'm going off to boot camp for the military. 
but that's how it felt like to me. I was an only child. I had all my parents' attention. I was very close with them. I was going into someplace new, and you know, I was nervous. I was scared. I, w- I was a little bit lonely, and I, I got to this this camp of 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 people that I thought were going to be very much like minded, and I was naive. I was coming from public school. I'm going to Olivet, this place that is like the shining city on a hill that a lot of my friends and a lot of my older friends, uh, my grandparents' age at at church that uh, they they went to. Um, and it was it was a lot, you know, to to process because I had an expectation of what it was going to be like, and it was terrible. <laughs> Let me tell you, um, it was a horrible experience, and not because band camp in and of itself was difficult. No, I mean, yeah, you got long days, you know, you get sunburned, you get bit by mosquitoes. It's kind of sometimes it could be miserable, but it, it's not even just you know getting used to a roommate situation. That was bad. It was just like the conduct and behavior of a lot of the people was really bit kind of a letdown because what I failed to realize is that other people go to that camp as well and go to that school. It's not just Christians who behave, uh, you know, perfectly and mind their P's and Q's. It was just people from public school. And that was so discouraging because the section I was in, I, I was really seeing kind of like a moral letdown. And it's not because I was better than anyone else. Like I wanted to go and, and learn and and, and be around people who are much more mature, more experienced, and kind of learn from them. And musically, I did. I mean, they're very talented individuals, but I just kind of became discouraged. And there was a moment uh, through band camp where I, just, I had to go to the director saying, listen, I, I'm, I, 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 don't, I may be way out in left field here, but this is how I feel. Like, is, is this really what this university stands for? Is, is this what, I mean, because like, this is no different than, than any other school. And it, it may have became as really childish and immature and somebody who just hasn't hadn't toughened up but but it was expectations and you know for me I can deal with really bad situations it's just my expectations if I go in having uh this expectation of greatness and then it's the complete opposite you can really become discouraged and I'm not one to sit on the sidelines I'm one to voice it and the most important thing is I did not stand alone in that Curtis and Adam fellow freshmen came alongside me and they stood by me and they said, yeah, guys, what are we doing? Like, if we're Christians, why aren't we acting better? Like, this is kind of despicable. Why is a freshman pointing out this behavior to, to people who should be more mature, right? And that changed that day. They, they, that rebuke uh, did carry a lot of weight and there was a palpable change. And that culminated uh, a few months into school where the, the drum line of Olivet was asked to come to Valparaiso Church of Nazarene, shout out to that church, and play as part of like one of their series. They were in like a uh, not on the sidelines or uh, not a fan series. I think they were going through that book by Kyle Eidelman, not a fan, I believe. And basically they had that they built these little bleachers of the choir to sit in and then they brought in the drum line to play a few things at at the service because it was like, hey, you're getting you're getting out of the stands into the game, and here's a drum line, very festive, you know, very much like a football thing. So they brought us in, and I remember singing a song, and at that point in time, you know, and a lot of the stuff, you know, from from Hillsong, which I know that recent documentary just came out, you know, that you can say what you want about a lot of the, that stuff, but this song called Take Heart, uh, I had never heard before. And I remember kneeling at the altar 
listening to this song that I never heard before. And theologically, I you know this is pastoral approved. I think this is actually a good song because it's about Jesus. It's not about us. It's not about our feelings. And it's very truthful as to what Christ can do. And let me just read some of this to you. It says, there is a light. It burns brighter than the sun. He, meaning Jesus, steals the night and casts no shadow. There is hope should oceans rise and mountains fall. So there's a little, I guess, a little snippet of what was to come with oceans. Uh, There is hope should oceans rise and mountains fall. He never fails. So take heart. Let his love lead us through the night. Hold on to hope and take courage again. Second verse. In death by love, the fallen world was overcome. He wears the scars of our freedom. In his name, all our fears are swept away. He never fails. And then it's take heart. And he says, I know you wondered. He knows you do. But grace surrounds you. I know it's true. All the world and his troubles take heart for he has overcome. And that's the rest of the, the, the song. In the midst of saying all the world and his troubles, they say all our troubles and all our tears, God our hope, he has overcome. And just listening to that after what happened a few months prior, listening to that, that, um, um, that verse and that swelling build, he has overcome. I know I can't sing on key, but that's just the he has overcome all our failure and all our fear. God, our love, he has overcome. So that, that's kind of how it goes. So um, it goes all our heartache and all our pain. God, our healer, he has overcome. And all our shame, God, our freedom, he has overcome. God, our refuge, God is with us, he has overcome. It's, it's very truthful. And it's a, it's a high view of uh, Christology and, and what Christ has done by conquering death on the cross. And you know, it's very musically well done. The church did an amazing job. I still remember that. I still remember where I was. I remember how I was, how I was felt. And the entire drum line was, was there for the most part. You know, just kind of maybe rededicating their lives for repenting of their sins. We, we grew closer that day uh, because of that. And that really kind of carried through the rest of the year. It was it was really encouraging. Something that was so bad, there was still hope. And 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 that's that's my message today. That's why this podcast title is called Take Heart. Is that I I got up over the weekend after having those memories, and I I got a call of another funeral I have to do, and some other news of a of a loved one that uh, that I've known for a long time. Um, uh, basically, like family. Uh, had uh, a really terrible cancer diagnosis. So the roller coasters of life, I don't know where you're at the last two years for everyone, not just here in America, have been so discouraging in a lot of ways, and, and other people have found a lot of encouragement through that. So my message today for you, and for me for that matter, is to take heart. Let his love, the love of Christ, Lead us through the night. It's very difficult to let go and to let God. I it is. It's very easy for me to speak into a microphone and put it out there and saying, "Oh yeah, you, but you don't know my situation." Well, that's true. And and in fairness, you also don't know mine apart from what I tell you. So some people can be res- resistant to this idea of like, "Well, if you only knew my pain." Well, that that is true. From an empathy standpoint, I can only you know from a from a speaker to a listener, I, I can only offer so much. But what I can do is speak from my from my pain, from the disillusion of friendships, through the 
reconciliation of friendships, through the loss of loved ones, through burying, you know, from going from not having one funeral in the first 15 months, but to doing four in 28 days, to almost losing my mama. My mama. Almost losing her last October, trying to take care of my dad at the same time. There's been some real, real circumstances. Um, it's when life happens, what do you do? Are you going to try to stand on your own two feet or are you going to get down on your knees and pray and ask God for strength? Terry. That's a word from Oswald Chambers. Terry. If any of you have never heard of that, that word before, it, yeah, it's, it's definitely an old uh, fashioned word. Um, the, the real meaning is uh, like to uh, be light covered uh, like in, in tar, but it's to pause for a moment, to have a delay, to lag, tarry a bit in life. Don't necessarily run out and try to figure things out on your own. Get down on your knees and wait on the Lord. I promise you, you will get through it. It's not about just putting one's, one foot in front of the other. Uh, those are all of the, the uh, colloquialisms that we find ourselves saying, well, you just got to get up and just take it one day at a time. Well, you don't have to take it one day at a time. You can choose to tarry and allow God to go before you and to lead your steps. That's the whole purpose of this podcast, We Shall Not Sleep. If you remember uh, from the very opening, very opening episode, I told you about the inspiration of this. In, in Pilgrim's Progress, you have you had the pilgrim on his way and, and his journey, and he is on his journey. It's really difficult. He's trying to get to the, the celestial city. He's trying to find his way through salvation, right? He's on the right path, but he just becomes tired. So he just falls down, and, and, he, and he sleeps. And so when he gets up, it's nighttime now. So he, he's going in a way he, he's unfamiliar with, and now he can't see his steps as he's climbing up this ravine. Well, when you can't see your steps, how much does that slow you down? Because you're traveling at nighttime and it was his slothful sleep that had caused him to have to travel during the nighttime where foul beasts can lay waste to you, where you can lose your footing, fall, fall off the path even. Well, then he realizes that he forgot one of his uh, possessions behind. So he makes all this progress at night trying to toil, to making it harder on himself up this ravine. Then he realizes, I forgot this. So now he has to retreat in the dark. He has to double back, waste his time and his efforts, and he starts sobbing. And he references that wonderful passion uh, passage uh, in Scripture, which this whole um, this whole pa- like this whole podcast is is based off off of. Um, and and th- this is this is something that again I'll I'll read from the N- NASB. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, uh, 6. Um, this is, um, so then let's not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. That's the actual passage in the annotated version of, of Pilgrim's Progress that he mentions. And it just stuck out to me like, yes, that's what this podcast is. We shall not sleep as Christians. What are we doing? So it's, it's a double entendre. There's a lot of things, but it's instead of waiting, he wanted to press on because he felt like he had lost all this time, but he presses on 
without God's light, of the daylight, and what this song talks about, that's this light that casts no shadow. He decides to go on up on his own accord, saying, oh my gosh, I've made one mistake, so he compounds it into another one. You may be in the situation you are in because of what life has done to you, or you may be in there because of what you've done to yourself. And our first instinct is sometimes to solve it ourselves, instead to tarry, instead to wait on the Lord and allowing him to guide us through. So take heart, listener, fellow brother or sister. This will not be the end. This will not define you. And guess what? If you are not going through it, but you have recently, and and this is a great time in life, I want to celebrate with you. I want to celebrate with that uh, with that truth this morning that you are living in a, a season of joy where you're seeing so many things come true. Here is the all, the other thing. Use that joy and bless other people. Do not keep it to yourself. Give thanks to the Lord. Get down on your knees. Praise him for it because it's only because of him. And there might be somebody who needs to be blessed because of that joy. That does feel the way that I've described. They're on that roller coaster. And your presence, your enthusiasm can help carry them through. That's how God's grace is built through the body of Christ. Sometimes God works through other people, brings them in. It's a, just somebody lending an ear saying, you know, I was having a, a bad day, but I, I ran into this longtime friend and they just sat and talked with me and it was so encouraging. Or I, I can't, I can't believe this person I didn't know that well prayed over me. Right? What are we doing? What are we here for as Christians? If not to take heart and the sure and certain hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Otherwise, what are we standing for? That's my message to you today. Take heart because Jesus has overcome. You will overcome as well, no matter what comes your way. Get behind us, Satan. You have no power here. Amen. May God bless you and may God keep you.